Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The Opinion Line, Corks 96FM. He likes to rock out. He's a mental health advocate. He's a podcast host for the Where Is My Mind podcast, which is excellent. Yeah. And it recently won gold at the British Podcast Awards. Uh, given the onslaught of bad news that we've had over the last couple of weeks, um, the one thing that we all need to mind is mind their mental health. Um, you know, it, it's a stressful time. And never, more than any time now, have we needed to take care of ourselves and the people that are around us and learn how to control the anxiety and the stresses that we're all faced yeah. with. And uh, no better man to have a chat with. It's also his birthday today. He's ah. 40. Happy birthday, Brezzy. Morning. Thank you. How are you? Uh, we're, we're good. good. We're, we're good. good. How, are you? How, are you, how are you feeling for hitting the old four? Oh. Yeah, I. Well, you know what? I, I I didn't think when I was going to be rolling in my fortieth that the entire country was going to lock down on that very day. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't what I had planned, but I don't think anybody. Uh, this is not what anybody had planned for twenty twenty. So uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is, but I kind of feel apparently forty is when you let it all go. I don't know what that means, but. Um, Hopefully it's legal, so that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you let it all go in the sense of, you know, all that kind of serious stuff you took on in the 30s, you just don't really care about it as much anymore. I genuinely, yeah. Well, like, I, I actually luckily enough let that go in my mid-30s where I was kind of going, oh my God, so it's like, and it so, kind of sounds like when you say that sometimes to somebody young, they go, oh God, that sounds quite patronizing or condescending, but you do yeah. really genuinely waste so much energy on such trivial things when you get a bit older like my god I can't believe and also more you start to think I have no control over a lot of this stuff that I worry about so much and I think yeah. letting that go is such a waste it is such just the idea like when you're like in your 20s you're always really worried about what other people think you all the time Yeah, yeah. and then you go oh god you know that's such a waste of energy because you have no control mm-hmm. over that you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as someone who's very conscious of his own mental health uh, how have you been managing in the previous lockdown and how do you see yourself keeping on top of it in this this new second lockdown you know, I, I was thinking about this, and I think it's important people hear this. Um, you know, because I, I've heard people on the radio with BuzzFeed articles and to top five ways to deal with the anxiety. This is as tough as it gets, guys. This is as tough as it gets, and we need to kind of make some space to allow ourselves to feel overwhelmed, to feel a little bit stressed, and you know, and, and low moods. These are that, that's a normal, rational reaction to this really, really, really difficult 
kind of period. And people kind of ask me, like, you know, how are you doing it? I'm not doing it. I'm having my good days. I'm having really bad days. I'm having anxious days. Yeah. But that is the big thing I always feel with genuinely with our mental health and emotional well-being is we have this wellness industry that keeps airbrushing out the difficult stuff. It mm-hmm. keeps telling us that we should only experience the positive stuff mm-hmm. and we should still be doing cartwheels down the street and thinking everything's great. And I think positivity is really powerful. It is really, really, even from a neuroscientific point of view, it's really powerful. But it's not sustainable to be that way all the time. Yeah. And I think right now, we need to make some space for ourselves and go, right, this is overwhelming. Not everybody, because we, we go on Instagram and we go, oh my God, that person's dealing, dealing with this far better than I am. They're not. Mm-hmm. Nobody is. And I think some people need to hear this. I think... They're kind of getting up in the morning. And if you're getting up in the morning, you're getting the kids to school, you're feeding the kids, you're getting through your day, you're watching whatever crap in the evening, that's enough right now. You don't need to learn five languages. You don't need to run five marins. You just need to be right now. And that's that to me is the kind of way I've kind of approached, especially the second lockdown. This is what it is. And if you, if you, if you fight it, it'll be worse. If you just try and find a way to accept it and move with it, it won't be as, it will be still it'll still hurt but it won't hurt as much good advice yeah it, the, the acceptance of the issue is uh, is uh, is part of the problem isn't it but um you know for somebody who's out there who's listening now brezzy and maybe i'm, I'm just I, i'm painting an avatar here uh right they've got a couple of young kids at home they're self-employed they're running a business they've just been faced with a second lockdown uh you have all of the stresses of life on top of all that's going on uh, and and they really are that, you know they've lost all all hope. You know they're they're in a really really desperate place. Um, starting from scratch, what should they do? Where do where do they need to start to to kind of get on the road to recovery? Well, I think it's baby steps. I think trying to take massive chunks out of this or trying to think too far forward is really overwhelming and distressing. And I think one of the things I think what started you know my kind of journey with my mental health, where I started to deal with it and. I started to approach it with a completely different mindset and that wasn't easy because that, you know, my mental health, my inability to deal with it took every career I loved from professional sports to pretty much music as well. Everything I wanted to do was dictated by my inability to get control of my mind. Yeah. And I remember years ago reading this book at the start of it and you might know the book, I know you're studying now and it's Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Yes. And it's a book it's just, I don't know what it did to me, but it changed something in my head. And it was just a slight shift. And anyone who doesn't know the book, it's basically, Victor Frank is a very famous uh, psychologist and psychiatrist, but he was a doc- doctor during World War II, and he was Jewish, and he was put into Auschwitz. And he said, the only way I'm going to survive this is to see hope where it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. That was his. So when the guard was beating him, he was looking at the stitching on the guard's top. Going, oh my God, that's wonderful stitching. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to find these glimpses of hope in the horror. And the other thing he did was he said to the guard, he said, you can take literally everything from me right now, everything. You can, you can kill my family, you can beat and torture me, but you cannot take the attitude I decide to bring to this situation. That is man and women's last great freedom is our attitude to bring to any situation. And that, to me, is, there's another, I can't remember the Irish quote, but it's really powerful. He says, there's a part of the soul that hasn't been wounded. There's part to everybody that we need to now tap into that. And that's in there in everybody, I think. Everybody has that. And it's, some people aren't aware they have it, but it's there. And I think that is the kind of starting point for me with my mental health was to, it was to understand that, you know, if there's a hook of hope on anything, 
hold on to it because that's that's what will get you through. And maybe your hook of hope isn't your job, isn't your employment. It's somebody you love, it's somebody in your family. You know, it's your child. You know, we we you know that might sound easy. Like at the end of the day, I might sound like I'm preaching, but my business is in serious doubt. I'm a recording studio. Yeah. You know, I I don't know what's going to happen to it, but it's right now. I I just don't I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, I have enough to be thinking about right now. So I'm putting all my kind of <clears throat> attention on uh, family, on things I do control right now. And I think that is the only way I'll be able to deal with it. I mean, this is all over. I'll debrief and I'll figure out what to do. Okay. But right now, this is survival mode. That's, that's, that's how I see it. Uh, you've written a series of books. You've written one book for, for adults and you've written three books. For, I think it's three books for kids. Yeah. Um, Magic Moment and Take Five. Um, and the, what is it? The Chill... The chill skill, yeah. The chill skill. Um, in terms of uh, kids understanding their mental health, uh, and I know it's something that people are very aware of now, and also it seems to be, I think, the ideal place to to, to kind of nip it in the bud where before things become habit and people develop, you know, negative mental health patterns uh, to kind of create healthy and durable adults. Uh, do you think the schools are doing enough for mental health, or do you think it should become an actual subject, the same way people did CSPE back in the early 2000s? Well, that's the thing. So, you know, people use the word mental health activist to me, and I don't really, I'm not really, that's not what I see myself as. And I remember when I looked at the issues, when we started at the Lust for Life, or charity, and I looked at the problems, and I said, activism for me is not just looking at what doesn't work in society. It's looking at what does work. And what works well in our country is we have a phenomenal group of teachers and education system. We have world-renowned yes it's got problems but every education system does but generally it's an incredible system run by some of the most passionate people I've ever met so I said to us for life there's where we go we don't go our health system isn't functioning we don't call our mental health system a system it's just not functioning you know there's two-year waiting list for children that is not okay mm. so in you know and this is regarding some children who might have had some serious traumatic experiences or you know adverse childhood experiences which can carry through for, 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 for life if you don't address them. But for me, what we did was we started our first primary school program. Um, I said to the charity Lust for Life, I said, we cannot be throwing stones at the government. We have to bring a solution here. And that's what we did. And we're now kind of advanced pilot stage and research stage with UCD. This will be in every school in Ireland in two years in primary school. This is an emotional intelligence program. It will go in the curriculum. That is my driving passion for it. It is much more kind of expansive and focused on just mental health it is teaching kids the tools to cope with the chaos and to express emotion to experience emotion and as I said we didn't go to the education system we won't fix it we went we'll do it but you can't you got to come with us so we've you know the teaching councils the parents councils we had to go the long road uh, but it was the right road to go so for me that was a solution based and in schools we can keep saying they need to do more they have enough to be doing, to be fair, and mm. the teachers have enough to be doing. And what I will not listen to anymore is people, you know, turning on teachers or saying, you know, get back to work or any of this stuff. They are, right now, for me, the most important with their healthcare professionals, people in our society. And we need to value them much more because they hold the key to, to educating a generation who can, destroy, you know, destroy the stigma that destroyed my generation. Because it yeah, did. Yeah. Even my mates are... You know, I love them to bits, but they can't express emotion. They can't talk about emotion without. They'll talk to you about football and 
you know, music. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I go, dude, we need to talk about more than that. Yeah, and yeah. that's hopefully where it goes. And that's kind of where my passion is. is that's the generation that can change it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Uh, Brezzy, one of the one of the most incredible stats I came across in a, a lecture that I was in recently. Uh, in this country, the HSE is spending something in the rings of four hundred million on medication and ten million on counselling. Now, imagine if those numbers were reversed. They never will be, I don't think. But if people had access uh, to counselling to get to the issues that they're going through before they're medicated, I mean, how how much of a massive difference would that make? Well, I think it's important to speak about two things there. You know, we've got to speak about, say, psychiatric care. And at psychiatric level, uh, in many cases, medication is required um, with, you know, you know, you look at people, we often think with mental health, there's people with serious psychiatric needs in the country, uh, you know, schizophrenia, bipolar, um, and other issues. Uh, but my issue is when you have a 15-year-old teenage girl or guy going into a GP saying, I'm overwhelmed, can't sleep, I'm anxious, that GP knows that if they refer that 15-year-old into the system, they'll be waiting two years, generally, to get help in terms of talk therapy, uh, psychotherapy. So they're kind of in a position where we have to medicate here Mm -hmm. because they need to do something. So I don't blame the GPs. I really don't. I I blame the system. that The the GPs don't have a structured system to send them. For example, my mate, good mate, and he's quite open about it. He has been completely overwhelmed by this pandemic. He's lost his business. And he came to me and he says, what do I do? I said, listen, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't say, firstly, you need to go to your GP. Uh, I can align you with brilliant therapists, but first thing you've got to do is go to your GP. So he did. And he came back from his GP. And he sent me a picture. And it was about four different types of medication. And I said, this man is just traumatized. He just needs help. Yeah. You cannot clinicalize trauma like that all the time. And that annoyed me, but the reality being is I was on antidepressants, on SSRIs for eight to ten years, but I was also self-medicating with prescription medication like sleeping pills. And that ultimately was causing an awful lot of my problems. And and, and I think it's important to point out here as LKC that we, we talk about the science and the research, and the research shows that psychotherapy is just as effective. And the problem with psychotherapy, it takes longer. Mm-hmm. It's a longer journey. It's far more sustainable because you're getting tools to cope going forward. So what happens, a lot of people are medicated, like myself, and then you come off the medication and you're kind of going, well, 
I still need these tools. I need to be able to, to navigate this world I live in. Yeah. So that's why psychotherapy and good psychology. Good psychology is, it's changed my life. And good psychologists, they're professional at this. They're unbelievable at their job. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we don't have enough of them. And if you look at the, the, the new vision for change that the health department put out, there was no mention of psychology. And for those listening, goes, what's the difference between psychiatry? Psychiatry is kind of the clinical level, generally it's a medical model, and um, not all the time, but psychology is, you know, based like CBT, uh, cognitive-based cognitive based therapies, different types of therapy, and that's what I did. But yeah, I do think we've got to address this in a different way, because what we have in Ireland in terms of our, our system, it's a reactive model. Yeah. So we wait till point of crisis before somebody is completely overwhelmed, and then we intervene. But what we need is a preventative model. We need to stop people getting to that place. And we also, the two ways that has to happen through our system and through our society, keep eroding that stigma, keep letting people not internalize their pain, allow them express it. Don't be uncomfortable with other people's pain because that is the worst thing we can do. So as individuals, what can we all do? Don't judge anybody. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing, non-judgment. We, I don't know what anybody's dealing with carrying in any given day. And if you can suspend judgment, <clears throat> And somebody comes to you and says, I'm overwhelmed or I'm struggling. Take that as the best compliment you'll ever get. They obviously trust you. You're obviously a decent skin. And take that, you know, you don't need to fix anybody. But hold that. You're the emotional scaffolding for that person. And so society has this job to do, but my God, our system has as well. Right now, the other thing, Casey, that this, and lads, this will blow your mind. The HSC, in all our funding for mental health, or in in all of our health funding, we only spend 6% on mental health. Six. And now we have the government running ads about our mental health, and they keep talking about it. It goes, you don't get to do that, guys. You've ignored this consecutively with every government. I've been screaming at you for years that one day we're going to need a system. And the two, the Tanisha and our Taoiseach, were both ministers of health. And the reason we're in the second lockdown isn't because the numbers. It's because we don't have a health system that's able to cope. We can't even get our, you know, our tracing system right. So as people of Ireland who pay decent taxes, high taxes, a wealthy country, we deserve more and we deserve better. And when this is all over, we should be bloody demanding that. Um, I want to ask you a question because obviously you're in the media and uh, you were, you know, you were one of the first people in Ireland to come out and say, you know, uh, this is this is, you know, where I am with my mental health. And you were kind of you're at, you were were definitely at the forefront in terms of talking about it publicly and using your platform to talk about it in a positive way. I feel that sometimes that well, I haven't felt felt I've noticed that sometimes that people in the media and people in the entertainment industry flagrantly use mental health as a marketing tool. Yeah, and this and is I think it's very, I think it's very, very uh, irresponsible. And also, you know, oh, there's a bit of a scandal. You know, how do I get the media off my back? Hey, guys, I'm suffering mental health, and it does seem like it sends out the wrong message because it adds to the stigma. Absolutely. I think first thing to point out is that the first person to actually inspire me to do it was Conor Cusack, Corkman. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I remember hearing him on a radio station. I was driving home. And I had to pull in. I, I was shivering, like, when he was talking. And it was just, it was very acute. It was very kind of, um, if anybody, he then wrote a blog about it. And I kind of went, now, that gave me a huge kind of, right, now it's time to address this properly. So people would always say, you, you were, you know, one of the first, actually, with Connor. Connor that actually gave me that lift to be able to do it. Yeah. 
But in terms of, it's important we we reframe the language around mental health um, in exactly what you're talking about because anxiety is not an anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. A bad few days is not depression. And I suppose somebody who's diagnosed with panic disorder and general anxiety disorder, it, it isn't stress. It is dysfunctional. It's not sleeping. It's not being able to breathe. It is not being able to communicate. It's not being able to do anything. It's so tough. And what I say to people is, if you have anxiety, good, you're a human being. We all have it. We all have a stress response. Sometimes that anxiety gets overwhelming. That's normal. That's a normal thing. It's when it becomes a disorder, when it actually starts impeding on your functioning, on your relationships, on your professional professions, then you know you have to deal with it. And it's the same with depression. You know, people who've been diagnosed with clinical depression, it is truly, truly difficult. Mm-hmm. It isn't a bad day. It isn't like when people call it, oh, it's a bit of the blues. It's, it's not that. And, and I think we have to be a bit more protective of, you know, in the same way a snotty nose isn't a flu. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the idea. But also I think it's important that we allow space for people to talk about emotional well-being and maybe not use the term mental health. Talk about emotional well-being. If there's people who have influence in society who have a, have a big platform, it's good that they're talking about it, but we have to be a little bit more aware that there is much more needs out there. I think for, for somebody like yourself who's been in the space for seven years, who started the charity, who studied it, it, I did all that because it destroyed me, you know, for 15 years. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, um, it wasn't, uh, you know, like at those stage my hair fell out, you know, it was so physical. Wow. So, to me, I am, I can totally hear what you're saying, but I find in mindfulness especially, we've created what I call math mindfulness. We've created this kind of, you know, five years ago, the only drink you could buy in the shop was energy drinks to give you the taste to keep up with the world. Now the market has copped on them and, oh God, everyone's stressed. Let's sell them drinks that can de-stress us. And mm-hmm. people are selling us drinks for anxiety. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think the market will always do that. We will always commodify something. We commodified fitness in the 90s when, you know, ab machines that said if you use it, you'd have abs. If you use it for five minutes a day, that's still in my dad's shed. I never got abs. <laughs> we all have those. <laughs> you know, and those information. We're doing the same with kind of mindfulness and emotional well-being. And I can see it in the wellness space. And it really kills me because if you truly value wellness, you need to value the bad stuff too. Mm-hmm. You need to you need to tell people we can't airbrush out the bad stuff. That stuff is just as much important to being human as the positive stuff. Mm-hmm. And the wellness industry doesn't want to address that. And when I'm asked to do stuff sometimes, it's like, don't say any of the bad stuff. Just give us really inspiring stuff. I said, but that's not the human condition. Yeah, yeah. And and that to me is, you know, because you're, you're going to, on your, on your psychotherapy journey, you're going to, you're going to see stuff and hear stuff that's difficult, but that's part of the job. That's all part of it, yeah. yeah. You know, that's the reality. Life is not a straight line. Brilliant stuff, Brezzy. Thank you so much for the chat. I hope a lot of people out there were listening to it and uh, you're, you're in a different place than you were 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, knowing that there's a lot of help out there, there's a lot of things you can do. Uh, the Where Is My Mind podcast recently won gold at the British Podcast Awards. Well done on all the great work that you're doing. The other side of Brezzy's life is picking up a guitar and thrashing out. The Blizzards are still alive and well. They have a new single. This is it. Happy birthday, Brezzy. Cheers, Brazzy. Thanks, Thanks so Thank much you. for talking to us. Take care of yourself. Corks 96 FM. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.